Hey podcast, welcome to another episode. I'm doing something a little bit different today. You can probably tell there's a few noises around. And that's because it's gorgeous weather outside and for about the last six or seven hours I've been sat at home working. So I thought rather than do the podcast sat at home for like another half an hour or an hour, I'll get out and do a bit of a walk. So I'm just starting to climb what I've heard is a very steep hill. <laughs> so if I get out of breath halfway through, I apologise. <laughs> Hopefully the audio is going to be alright on your side, but I just thought it'd be something a bit different to be honest, that it means that I can get out in the sun. It's about 15, 16 degrees I'd say. I'm wearing shorts and t-shirt anyway and I'm feeling good, so it came, must be pretty warm. So yeah, I thought it'd just be a bit of a different, different episode today. So I hope you enjoy it and welcome to a bit of a different episode of the MTB Fitness Podcast. Hey podcast, so I made it to the top of that hill and I can promise you one thing, it was steeper than I was expecting. Uh, so I've just got to the top now, so it's nice and flat on the top of the hill, I've got a stunning view. So me and Sophie about two weeks ago moved into a new house. We, um, we've we only been here, it's a place called Rippenden in Yorkshire. We've only been here literally I think three times in the past, but we saw the house, loved it, so I decided to go for it. So every day in the lockdown I've either been getting out on my bike or I've been going for a walk and I've just been trying to explore the local area really and find all the local roads, all the local paths, all that kind of thing. So today I've just walked up to a big hill behind the house I think it is, sort of looking over um, looking over where I live, so it's really nice. So I thought I'd just um, record it while I was on a walk instead of sitting at home for another 30, 40 minutes and you get a bit sick of the same four walls don't you, so it's just nice to be out in the fresh air and it's a little bit sunny as well, so all is well in the world. So I hope you're good where you're listening from and hopefully this podcast will give you a little bit of a break from the monotony of staying inside four walls. So there's a few kind of topics I've got for today's podcast, I hope you find them useful and they're just going to be talking about i suppose i've already done a coronavirus special so i wouldn't say it's that that was kind of like uh, right shit's hit the fan what can we do about it this is more just a general coping with everything that's going on so first of all i'm going to be talking about goal setting because a few people have messaged me asking how to change your goals when you've already had goals that are set because the race might have been cancelled or the event might have been cancelled that kind of thing so that's the first thing that i'm going to be talking about then after that I'm going to be chatting about five ways of helping you work from home because a lot of people listening to this are going to be working from home and could be struggling with it so I'm going to have a chat about that with you and then the third thing I'm going to do is going to talk about my opinion on whether we should be riding right now or not so it'll be interesting to chat about that and just to go into my opinion on it really because social media is covered with everybody saying you should ride or you shouldn't ride now you might have read a post that I've got on Facebook about it you might not have done but I'm going to chat about it a bit on the podcast now anyway. So I hope you really enjoy it. And yeah, let's dive in. So first of all, goal setting. So quite a few people have messaged me because if you've listened to the podcast, if you do my 12-week program, if you've read any of my content for any sort of length of time, you'll know that I'm massive on having goals to work towards. So a lot of people will just kind of go through life without any real, I don't mean go through life, but go through the riding and the training without having any real goals, without having any sort of set criteria that they're aiming for. So goals are massive for keeping you motivated and keeping you focused. So 
I tend to talk about SMART goals. Now, a SMART goal is a specific goal, and it's measurable, it's achievable, something you can hit, uh, it's realistic, and it's time-based as well. So, to give an example of a SMART goal, that might be something like, enter the PNBA Enduro on X day and place in the top half. That's an example of a SMART goal. So, it's really specific, it's really measurable. You can say, yes, I've hit it, no, I've not, and it's also got a date on it as well, so it gives you something to work towards. Now, obviously, a lot of people listening to this had goals like that that they were working towards, and then Corona came along, and everybody's in lockdown, and that's kind of just steamrolled your goals and steamrolled exactly what you're aiming for. So people feel a bit stuck right now because they're like, well, what am I supposed to aim for instead then? So there's a few different types of goals that you can set instead of having those smart goals with a specific date on them. So I'm going to talk about how you can pivot your goals and how to change them to still give you something to aim towards, because obviously, if your race has been cancelled or you just might not know if it's going to happen or not your motivation isn't as high to to train for an event that may or may not happen so there's three different types of goals that i'm going to chat about you can set the first one is just to have rather than aiming for a specific date and a specific time is to have an overarching goal so a big larger almost unachievable goal now an example of that is something like to be the best rider i can possibly be so it sounds quite vague but it's you know you want to be the best rider you can possibly possibly be now you're never ever going to achieve that so that's an unachievable exciting goal and every day as long as you're training as long as you're riding as long as you're improving your skills you're moving forward towards achieving that goal because your aim is to be the best rider you can possibly possibly be and you're never going to be the best rider you can possibly be because you'll continue to improve day after day week after week month after month so that's just flipping the goal into something that's it's kind of like a higher level goal if you like and that's something that you can strive to strive to achieve and that's definitely something that I think drives my riding and my training is just trying to be become the best rider I can be now that's just one example of an overriding goal but those can be other things that kind of bleed into the rest of your life so it might be to be the best father or to be the best mother you can be and part of that might be going for a ride to set a good or might be riding to set good example for your kids to stay mentally sound to stay calm to do or to stay fit and healthy so that you can be the best parent you can be so that's kind of an example of a goal that never ends like hopefully as long as you live if you're currently a parent you're going to be a parent until you you know die in your old age so that's a goal that's never never going to go away and therefore your riding and your training can all be pushing towards achieving that and to to make you a better parent to keep you on track for those things so the first type of goal that you can set is something like that that's unachievable and that will keep you motivated and keep you driven every day because it's like a higher level goal rather than one of those smarter goals which is much more kind of short term I'm going to do this race I'm going to do this event and that that kind of goal doesn't really work right now unless your race is let's say october for example where hopefully we'll be all right by then so that's the first type of goal the second not necessarily a type of goal but a second tip is to just extend the length of goal that you've got excuse me hiccups so if you were aiming for a goal for example of doing a race in june and it's currently april when i'm recording this podcast you might not be able to do that because the chances are that race is going to get cancelled because i don't think this lockdown and this corona is going to blow over anytime soon it's going to be a 
good length of time for us all to get through this so i would say look at extending your goal so you might book a riding holiday for march next year for example or you might enter an event that's in october this year and it's just giving yourself that longer distance of time to aim for where hopefully that goal can still be hit and can still be achieved so rather than aiming for a race that's in may or june or even july where they may or may not happen i'd say set a longer term goal so i've talked about mine at the minute i'm doing the hard rock or hopefully doing the hard rock at the end of july now i'd say there's a reasonable chance that that's not going to go ahead i've not heard anything from anybody i don't know any of the guys or girls organizing it and um, that's just me thinking you know is it likely that there's going to be an event at the end of july maybe maybe not so what it might be worth me doing is rather than setting a specific goal of the yard rock chances are if it doesn't go ahead at the end of july it's going to get moved so i can just set the goal of getting fit getting fast getting strong for the hard rock without a specific date on it so it might be end of july it might be august it might be september it might be october it might get postponed till next year but i can still aim for getting fit for an enduro race you know the the principles of that are still the same right now i need to focus on the fitness side of it rather than the skill side of it and i'll go into detail on that when i talk about whether we should be riding or not but you're just changing your goal there to that slightly longer term goal that longer distance goal so you've still got a specific goal in place that you're aiming for you can still picture entering the hard rock you can still uh, picture finishing each stage and crossing the line but you just don't have the same date on it that you might usually so you're just extending that date you're extending that length of time now the third goal and this is something that we can all definitely focus on right now and, and you might want to have all three of these goals in place at one time you don't have to pick one and that's a process based goal so a process based goal is something that is focusing on what you should be doing every day every week rather than focusing on the actual outcome so a process pace processed can't get my words out a process based goal as an example might be you might have a few of them um one might be to eat four good meals a day and not eat any chocolate or sweets six days a week say so let's split those into two the first one there might be to eat four good meals a day the second process based goal might be to only have sweets and chocolate twice a week that might be your second process based goal the third one might be to ride three times a week and the fourth one might be to stick to my 12 week training program there's an example of some process based goals so what they're focusing on is the daily actions and the weekly actions that you should be taking to move forward rather than focusing on the actual goals that you're aiming for that makes sense so it's a process based goal rather than it being an actual right here's the goal that i'm aiming for here's the date that i'm going to do it on so that's how you can sort of pivot with your goals and change your goals to still have something to aim towards to still have something to make you feel motivated and make you feel focused and to help you not get demotivated because i'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this who had specific goals like events or races that they were aiming towards that have been cancelled and you're probably a little bit miffed <laughs> but what you've got to remember is like if i was you i wouldn't spend any time getting upset or angry about it because at the end of the day this is bigger than me and you doing a race or an event like this is people dying at the end of the day so who, who who gives a crap like if we can't enter a race or we can't do an event like if it saves a life it 
totally worth it. And chances are, it is going to save a life. It's going to save lots of lives because having hundreds of people meeting together for a race, some of which will probably have coronavirus, is a terrible idea right now. So try not to feel too sorry for yourself. And if you are feeling sorry for yourself because your events got cancelled and your goals have had to change and you can't ride with your mates, just think about sort of you know the frontline staff in the NHS or your healthcare system and the teachers and the delivery drivers and the firemen and the policemen and the co-op workers and the shop workers and everybody out there that's going to work you know helping everybody everybody get through this i know for me i can stay at home because other people are out there doing the jobs that need to be done so try not to feel too sorry for yourself because there's people in a lot worse situations than me and probably you listening to this right now you know with all due respect i don't know your personal circumstances so that's the first part of the podcast goals how to pivot and how to change them so the second one a lot of people listening to this will suddenly find themselves working at home now there'll be people listening who have always worked from home one or two days a week maybe full time so for you it's just life as normal except you can't go to the cafes and the pubs and the shops that you might normally go to um but other people aren't used to working at home so for me personally i train clients two and a half days a week in person and then i run mtb fitness the rest of the time kind of the three and a half other days a week plus in between as well and so for me i kind of have a day where i'm working from home then a day in the gym with clients then a day where i'm working from home then a day in the gym with clients and in between my clients in a typical say 12 hour work day i might have six clients which is six hours so i then do my mtb fitness work in between clients as well but i always kind of have an alternation between being at home and then being out and being at home and being out whereas now I've suddenly found myself working from home every single day and it's quite easy to let your life kind of merge into one massive day and not have really clear guidelines so I know for me for example the past week I've not been getting up early and that's one thing that I'm going to change I think today I got up about half eight I think something like that which is like you know late I'm used to getting up at half six o'clock something like that half six and then starting work by seven half seven so it's starting to pee me off a bit that I'm not getting up so my aim for this week is from tomorrow to get up at half six seven o'clock around that kind of time and get up and just get into a better routine in the morning because I'm getting peed off with myself for lying in (laughs) but that's a real life example of how the complete change in um, routine is affecting me so that's something that I'm sort of I've assessed and I'm going to change I'm going to start getting up earlier from tomorrow Um, now when it comes to working from home there's a few different things that you can do so on the back of me chatting about that there was a reason I was talking about that (laughs) and to get it off my chest Um, and the first thing that you want to do these tips to help you work from home the first thing that you want to do is get yourself into a bit of a routine so rather than just getting up when you want starting work when you want having meals at random times and finishing work when you want and going to bed at a random time try and set yourself specific times that you work with that you work with so you might say right i get up at seven o'clock and seven a.m till eight a.m is breakfast time so you get ready you shower you brush your teeth you have your breakfast and you do that kind of side of things and then at eight o'clock you sit down at the desk ready to work so what that does is that gets you into that bit better routine and then what i would do throughout the day then is say right at 10 o'clock that's my break time where i have a snack at 12 o'clock that's my lunch time i take half an hour and i have my lunch there at three o'clock i have a 20 minute break and i have a bit of food a bit of a snack there and at six o'clock I finish my work for the day and that's it I don't do any more so you're actually giving yourself a set routine even though you can possibly run your own routine from home 
So that really, really helps. Just writing out a routine for yourself and then sticking to it each day. It just helps you to give. It just helps you have that bit more routine, that bit more, bit more normality through life, and um, and it helps you helps you to keep things flowing and it makes you feel that you're actually having a normal day and a bit of a routine rather than everything being completely random. So that's the first tip to help you work from home. The second tip to help you work from home is to have a dedicated workspace. So rather than sitting on the sofa with your laptop and then finishing work at six o'clock, closing the laptop and being sat in the exact same place, <laughs> try and separate where you work. So in our new house, I've, I, I want to sit with Sophie really because she's at home. So she's been sat on the sofa most of the time. She's a teacher, so she doesn't have as much work um, as I do at the minute. And she's in half term where she shouldn't really be working. So she's been sat in the lounge and then we have like a bit of a conservatory slash sunroom like off the lounge. So I've been using that as my office as you like. So most of the time I've been sat in the sunroom and I've been doing my work and then when I finish I go into the lounge with Sophie which is like the same room but separate and then what that does is it separates for me where my workspace is and where my um where my sort of chill out time is and then I've also got an office so when Sophie does go into work I can go and work in the office I can work in the kitchen like you're working in different spaces so I'd say just try and give yourself one place in the house that is your workspace and then when you finish work close the door to it lock all your work away from it and then yourself coming away from the office you're coming away from your work time and you're giving yourself that chill time then at home so that's a big thing that you can do to separate your work and home life if you don't have that space and you find that you're having to work in your kitchen for example then what i would do is at the beginning of the day i would set all your work up on the work surface you know your dining room table for example your breakfast bar have it all open and then when you finish work at 6 p.m tidy it all away shove it in a bag and put it somewhere you can't see it and then again that just helps you separate your work kind of life uh, you work in your home life the other thing you can do as well is try and give yourself some kind of physical change when you finish work so if you finish work at 5 or 6 p.m you might then put your gym kit on and go do a workout you might go and do one of my 12 week um, training program workouts for example or you might finish work and go straight for a ride or go straight for a walk and then what that'll do is it'll just give you that bit of a change and that bit of a right work is finished I'm now going to train and it's almost like a bit of a divide between your normal sort of day-to-day work life and then again that home life in the evening so you're giving yourself that that natural break the next tip, really, really simple one. Have a massive amount of water. Have a massive, have a massive glass of water next to you, like a pint glass or a two-liter bottle of water, for example, and keep drinking it throughout the day. Because you'll find that if you don't have water next to you, it's really easy to not drink enough. But if you just have a water bottle next to you, you'll drink plenty just because it's there. You'll grab it and drink it. So just keep water next to you and keep it topped up. That's the third tip for you from working from home. Two more to go. The fourth one, have some healthy snacks with you around the house. So make sure that you've not just got biscuits and chocolate and crisps in the house. Uh, that's chips if you're American. Listen to this from America. We call them crisps. Um, if you don't, make sure you don't just have those in the house. You want to have some fruit and some nuts and some seeds and some that kind of thing. You know, maybe some rice cakes with a bit of peanut butter and some hummus, some cottage cheese, some yogurt. 
something like that around the house that's a healthy snack so when you're feeling hungry when you're feeling that it's time for a snack rather than going for the crisps or the chocolate you can go for something else instead and then you've got those healthy options there because I promise you if you're hungry and all you have in the cupboard is crisps slash chips you're gonna go for the crisps that's what you're gonna eat so make sure you have some easy healthy options in the house and then the fifth tip is every 45-ish minutes, get up and move around. So don't sit down in the same chair for too long. You don't want to be sat working for four hours without moving. Every 45 minutes, set an alarm on your phone and then get up and move around a little bit. Go and stretch your legs, go and walk around the house, maybe go in the garden for five minutes uh, and just get up and move because what that'll do is it'll get the blood flowing, it'll wake you up a little bit and it'll just give you that surge of energy that you probably need because when you sit down for too long you just get really really tired and lethargic so every 45 minutes get up move around get a bit of action in you and just wake yourself up a bit i promise you that will make you feel tons better than just sitting in the same spot for too long so there you go five tips to help you if you're working from home i hope those help you now the final thing in today's podcast that i want to chat to you about is whether or not we should be riding now First of all, this, it depends on what country you're in. So I can only talk for the UK because that's the only country that I know the rules here. I know in some countries it's banned to exercise out outside. And if you live in one of those countries, then I think you should listen to that and not go for a ride. Um, here in the UK, we're allowed to go out for one exercise session a day. You're allowed to do that outside as long as you stay within two metres of any sort of anybody that you come across. And as long as it's only with members of your own household. So you can't go and meet your mate and go for a ride for example and the other thing as well which is it's not actually a set rule i heard something from the police chief the other day but we shouldn't really be driving to the trails um the general sort of accepted rule is that you exercise from your front door you can't drive to trails or drive and go for walks and um, that kind of thing it's sort of been a bit mixed messages in that, but I think the, the general rule with that is that you have to walk or ride from your front door. So, that begs a question, should we be mountain biking? Now, I would argue that yes, we should, but I think single track mag sum it up really, really well. They've got a slogan going at the minute, which is no car, no nah, not far. So if we break those down into individual ones, the no car is what it says. You don't drive to the trails. And the reason for that is because if you drive into the trails and you do have corona, you're there and you come into contact with someone that's 10 miles away from your house. You've then passed it on to someone that's 10 miles away and they might then pass it on to their friend who goes to work 10 miles away and it spreads further away. So if you're not traveling by car, even if everybody in your local village or town gets it, hopefully it won't spread further than that if nobody's traveling outside of the village or town so to, to my understanding that's the reasoning behind that the other reason as well is that when you drive your car there's a chance of crashing your car and having an accident there's a chance of breaking down there's a chance of blowing a tire and you're more likely to get stuck somewhere and have somebody need to come and save you and rescue you and therefore expose them to it so no car you can ride from your front door but don't drive to the trails now the no nah, and this is kind of like self-explanatory, is we shouldn't be doing anything that's really risking injury right now. So when I've been going riding, I've been on roads or I've been 
on really really mellow trails so like flat trails with nothing technical on where I've as much chance of falling off my bike on them as I have falling up the stairs which I did last week <laughs> so really really easy simple trails you're not trying to learn to wheelie right now you're not trying to learn to manual or jump or do drops you're not doing the sketchiest trails out there you're doing simple easy trails and you're doing them at a really chilled out level so you just no nara is what it says like you know a gnarly trail is something that's you know tough steep rocky technical amount of jumps you might have drops it's got things in there which you're more than like more likely to injure yourself on you're more likely to fall off so just avoid the nah for now keep it steady keep it chilled out just go out and try you know you might do intervals you might do a hard ride where you're really putting the effort in on the hills but you're not absolutely nailing yourself and throwing yourself down the downhills so no car don't drive to the trails no nah don't do anything that's particularly dangerous or technical now the third one is not far so now even though we might have the time to is not the time to be going doing six seven hour rides like the longer that you're out for the more likely you are to injure yourself the further from the home you go in where you can infect people that are further if you have got corona uh, you might have it and not know about it where you can infect people that are further away from you know your village your town like i've spoken about so don't go far and the other side of it as well is that if you you know if you're a couple of miles from home and you get a flat and you don't have any spare with you or you've used the spares say it's not far to walk home but if you're 10 miles away from home and you get stuck you're going to be ringing your missus or you're going to be ringing your husband and they're going to be coming picking you up and then again that's just getting more people on the roads and getting more people out there that don't need to be out there so you've got to be sensible with it so no car no nah not far i think single track have summed it up far better than me there so i thought it, it, it mirrors basically what i think about it now i am seeing people on on the internet on facebook on instagram that are nailing other people for going for rides or for going for walks outside and you know in my opinion the government advice is that you can go for a walk you can go for a cycle each and every day so if you're doing that safely i see no reason why that's any less safe than driving your car to work or than you know injuring yourself at home or you know doing anything anything that's there's not that much risk in my opinion with going for a mellow bike ride and i know it's likely that this is going to carry on for the next few months so i personally want to stay mentally sane i want to stay healthy i want to stay fit and just getting outside is huge for your mental state and for reducing stress and for just helping you feel better about everything really so that sums up whether or not you should be riding in my opinion i don't think people should be arguing about it on the internet because there's a official advice out there i think it's up to you how you interpret it as long as you're not putting anyone else in any risk and you're following the no car no nah not far um then yeah that's my opinion on it i think we should be riding right now i think it will do us good but i would say avoid any gnarly trails don't travel by car don't go too far and on that note i think that sums up the podcast for today i hope you really really enjoyed it and i hope the audio has been all right with me being out here on my phone i've got a microphone plugged into it but it's just been nice being out in the fresh air to be honest rather than sat indoors um, in those same four walls so thanks so much for listening to the podcast i'd love it if you would leave a review for the podcast and maybe drop me an email matt at mtb.fitness and let me know your views i'd be interested to hear it and if you are stuck at home and you're wanting a training program to follow or you're wanting to improve your nutrition grab a copy of my 12-week mtb training program and grab a copy of the nutrition guide as well that's available on the website and then that'll do give you something positive to do while you so while we're also 
So I've sat at home waiting for this to pass and, and to push through. So you can head to mtb.fitness for information on those or just drop me an email. But yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you really, really enjoyed it. And I will see you next week for another episode of the MTB Fitness Podcast.